With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
and me in now. Welcome to another edition of Prayer International Radio. I am your host, Sean Holmberg. Um, Chris will probably be taking the night off tonight. Um, his um, mother-in-law um, is getting out of the hospital tonight and um, will probably be moving in with Chris um, and his wife, Tracy. So he's dealing with that tonight. So we may go the whole two hours tonight. We may go an hour or We'll pretty much leave it up to the Holy Spirit and see what he wants to do. Our call-in number tonight, 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for anything, please give us a call. Um, we have a chat room open at blogtalkradio.com forward slash prayer international, or you can always email us your prayer request at prayerinternational at gmail.com. So, Friday afternoon. Um been an interesting Friday actually Skipped out on work today um, Wasn't feeling that well And then I spent the whole day with my wife Which is good um, And you know We actually um, it, It's interesting Sometimes when you're in a relationship You gotta take time out of The things that you would normally do To make an effort To spend time with people um, And of course our relationship with God Isn't any different you know, sometimes we've got to lay aside the things that we would normally do and adjust our schedules if need be so that we can um, keep a relationship um, going. Um, so, um, anyway, so we just want to welcome all of you listeners tonight. Um, okay, so let's start off with her. Father, we... Submit the next two hours of this broadcast to you, Lord. Father, asking that you would have complete and total control over the next two hours, Lord. Father, we put everything in your hands, Holy Spirit, asking for you to have your way. Asking for you to glorify Jesus Christ and reveal Jesus Christ to us tonight, Lord. Reveal to, to us him who is the author and finisher of our faith. Father, Lord... We come in agreement with you, Father, that your will would be done in our lives, Father, that you would reveal to us your will, your purpose, your plan for our lives, Lord. Those plans and purposes which you set out and established before we were even conceived in our mother's rooms, Father, Lord, that you would begin to reveal the mysteries of your love, Father, the mysteries of your Son to us, Father, through your Holy Spirit, Lord. Take your word and make it alive tonight, Father. Quicken our spirits, Lord, and transform us, Father, into the image which you have seen of us, Lord. Transform our perspective, Father, so that we no longer see ourselves with human eyes, Father, but we see an image of ourselves as you see it, Father. Father, your word declares that we are seated in heavenly places with you, Father. You said that you have blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And you also declared that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You said that he, Jesus, has forever perfected those who are being sanctified. And you said what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God, Lord. So I ask, Father, in your name, that you would reveal 
our true identity, Father, our true nature, Lord, to us, Father, so that we can see ourselves, we can see our lives, Father, we can see our situation through your eyes. Father, if there's anybody listening tonight, Lord, who needs healing, Father, I pray that you would heal them completely and totally, Father, through your word, Father, because your word declares that by your stripes we're healed, Father. And you said if we ask anything in your name, you would do it, Lord. Father, so we just give you glory and honor. And, Father, we worship you, not for just what you can do, not for what you have done, and not just because of what you will do, Lord, but because of who you are. Because you are the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. So, we're going to um, spend some time and a few minutes in worship, and then we will be back in just a minute.
So welcome back to the broadcast. Our call in number once again, 619-638-8458. If you need prayer any part of the world that you're in right now, um, please give us a call. have a couple of different things to do tonight. Um not sure exactly what order we're gonna go in. Um you know it says in um John chapter eight verse fifty four. Um actually I'll go back to um just read part of the chapter. Um in verse forty eight then the Jews answered and said to him do we not say rightly that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? And Jesus answered, I do not have a demon, but I honor my father, and you dishonor me. And I do not seek my own glory. There is one who seeks and judges. Most assuredly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he shall never see death. Then the Jews said to him, Now we know that you have a demon. Abraham is dead. And the prophets, and you say, if anyone keeps my word, he shall never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham, who is dead, and the prophets who are dead? Who do you make yourself out to be? And Jesus answered, if I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my father who honors me, of whom you say that he is your God. Yet you have not known him, but I know him. And if I say I do not know him, I shall be a liar like you. But I do not know, but I do know him and keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Then the Jews said to him, You are not yet fifty years old, and have you seen Abraham? And Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Then they took up stones to throw at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, going through the midst of them, and so passed by. So, we know in the Word of God, um, the Holy Spirit reveals scriptures to us every time you read them in a new and a different way, and will give you revelation and insight into the Word, and to his heart, to his character, um, to his intentions. Um this chapter, or not even a whole chapter, just part of a chapter I read, has a so many different things in there. Um, you know, the, the Pharisees um, had an issue with Jesus and that they didn't believe him. Um, and the reason they didn't believe him is because they couldn't see what he saw. There's no way they could have understood what Jesus said. Um, the Bible mentions later on that the things of God are, are that the world can't um, perceive them or understand them because they're spiritually discerned, which means they have spiritual blinders on their eyes. And so the things of the Spirit of God, the world can't comprehend even if they wanted to. They may have the ability to know there is a God, but when it comes to the deep things of the Father and the mysteries and the revelations and the knowledge of his heart, those things are only revealed to those who have received the gift of the Holy Spirit, who searches out the heart of God and reveals those things to us. And so the Pharisees couldn't actually, um, Jesus would say things to them. Um, 
like where they said, where he said, um, your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. And the Jews didn't believe him. They were seeing him with physical eyes, saying, okay, well, you're not even 50 years old. Abraham's been dead for a long time. How could you have possibly seen this? And the interesting thing is, is that if you look at the world in worldly eyes, um, only relying on your physical senses, then you miss a greater majority of what's actually there. Um, because the spiritual realm is more real than the physical realm because the physical realm was made by the spiritual realm. God, who is spirit, spoke and created the universe and the world and everything in it. Everything physical that we see was created by him. But yet the Bible says, Jesus said that God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Which means in order to even worship God, you must enter in into the realm of the spirit. You must be able to perceive that which is not based solely on the physical realm, solely on physical circumstances. And, you know, for every every physical law we have, in, um, and we'll get into this later on some, um, every physical law that science has... Um, can always be trumped by a higher physical law. Um, example of that is the law of gravity. Um, you drop an apple out of a tree or you drop a ball off of a building or anything, throw a rock up in the air, it's going to come back down because of gravity. Because gravity dictates that the closer you are to the center of an object, um, the greater the pull of gravity upon that object. Um, on Earth, for example, um, the reason you have a weight is because the weight is a variable signifying the pull of gravity, um, the, your pull of gravity on the Earth, or the, Earth, or the Earth's pull of gravity upon you. And so your weight translates to how much of a pull that um, you're having or that the Earth has upon you. Um, which is why the farther you get um, outside of the atmosphere, gravity becomes the, gra the gravitational pull of the Earth becomes less and less. Now then, if the Earth weighed the same, um, had the same mass, but was condensed into a smaller form, um, say the Earth was a third of its size, but it still had the same mass and composition, then your the gravity your weight would actually increase because you would be closer to the center. Um, and so um, the gravity, and, and we'll get into that more later, but so the law of gravity um, states that um, you're going to fall or you're going you're gonna to be pulled toward the center of um, the earth. Um, but the law that supersedes that is, or not supersedes it, but works alongside it, is the law of thermodynamics, um, which is the whole reason that airplanes can take off, because there's a law of lift that states that with enough pressure and enough force, you can escape the circumstance of gravity, and um, gravity can be superseded by another law. And um, one problem that atheists have who don't believe in God is they can't see with spiritual eyes um, they only see so much, and so they can't comprehend the fact that everything that the Lord God does in the world, even supernaturally, doesn't necessarily mean that he's breaking a spiritual law. 
or a physical law. It may, it, but it could possibly mean that there's other laws that men are just not aware of yet. Someone said at one time that um, the Bible and science go hand in hand, but the problem is that science isn't old enough to fully comprehend the things that the Bible has to offer. And so um, Jesus lived a life of having communion with his father, so he had direct insight into the spiritual realm. And even though he lived in the form of a man, um, he spent, and he didn't just go based on the knowledge he had before he became a man. He had to constantly spend time with the Father and his relationship with the Father to um, receive words from the Father, to receive instruction from the Father, guidance from the Father. And so he, he things were revealed to Jesus based on because of his relationship with God. And so, but the Jews couldn't comprehend it. Um, and in verse 54, he said, if I honor my father who honors me, or if I honor my fa myself, my honor is nothing. It is my father who honors me of whom you say that he is your God. Um, if I honor myself, my honor is nothing. Um, you know, one thing about seeing things as they really are is that... Um, I'm trying to figure out how to put this. Um, you can easily honor yourself by proclaiming to yourself who you are and proclaiming to yourself what your purpose is. And you can make up any purpose you want. Um, but real honor doesn't come from the creation declaring what the creation is. Real purpose comes from the creation having its purpose revealed from the creator. And so when Jesus said, if I honor myself, my honor is nothing, he was saying because he would then just be quoting what he thought. But the honor that is significant is what comes from the Father. Because we, the Bible says we don't seek to please men, but we seek to please God which means despite what the world may see or what the world may feel or comprehend, we answer, um, we serve, and we have the honor of being um, incorporated into the family of the living God. And so our, perc our perception, our perspective, our concepts, everything about us, and the knowledge that we have and the knowledge that we base our life on and our decisions on, shouldn't be based on the physical realm. It shouldn't be based on human perception or human opinion um, because it's completely contrary to the Word of God and to the character and the thoughts and the intents of the heart of God. Um, but we look to receive insight and revelation from God and to hear His voice speak to us clearly about His um, knowledge on different subjects healing is no different um, physical laws state that for example a person who has cancer that um, since there is no um, human cure yet that um, inevitably the cancer will kill, will kill the person but we know the law that there's a law that supersedes that which is the law of the spirit of life in Christ and the law of faith in Christ um, which aren't really laws. I pretty much just said all that right there. Um, but what I mean is that um, 
the word of God declares that by his stripes we are healed and his authority. While we may not understand or be able to perceive exactly how God does things, we know that he speaks and things happen and he spoke and the worlds were created. And his he said his word will not return to me void. And so we take his word, agree with God that his word is true and that will supersede any physical laws there is. And so but you can't comprehend that unless you see past the physical realm and look into the spiritual realm and see that God has the power to override anything that happens in this earth and to make things happen that need to happen. Um, so that's the first part of my lesson for tonight, and I did that in only like 20 minutes, so I'm doing pretty good. Um, but to go along with that... Um, you know, um, I was watching a documentary last night or listening to a documentary because every night um, my wife listens to um, Blue Letter Bible because um, they have audio teachings, and um, which is what she listens to when she goes to sleep. And so, like, um, I was laying in bed last night listening to it, and um, the um, teacher was talking about black holes, and um, which is where we get back into the subject of gravity. And when stars collapse, um, oftentimes they, or sometimes they form black holes. Now, no one has ever seen a black hole because light, um, because they are so dense and the gravity is so great in a black hole that even light can't escape. And so since there's no light, um, that you can't actually physically see a black hole. Um, they're not necessarily invisible. You just can't see them. Um, but once an object gets consumed by a black hole, and a, or when a black hole itself um, condenses in on itself, um, well, let's go back. Um, black holes start off usually as stars shining as bright as any other star, and sooner or later they run out of steam and start collapsing in on themselves. And once they do, sooner or later, they keep collapsing and keep collapsing, and the gravity gets greater and greater until nothing can escape them. Um, you know, we can become that at times. We can become those black holes where um, we get so caught up in ourselves, we get so um, worked into our own perspective and our own thoughts and our own way of doing things that not even light can escape us. Um, that we just consume everything but never give anything. Um, and the purpose of light isn't for us to keep it, but to become the light and to give it out and to reflect the light. You know, the Bible says that we behold in as, as in a mirror the glory of the Lord and are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. And it also says that Jesus was the express image of the glory of God. Um, Jesus said, um, I and my Father are one. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And if you want to picture it this way, um, when you look at Jesus, it's like looking at a mirror. But the reflection you see is not your own, but the reflection you see is of the Father. Because Jesus radiates and is the express image of the reflection of the Father himself. We, too, 
um, are called to be the express reflection and of Jesus Christ in this earth. Um, you know, we've when it talks about it, it says that we are ambassadors for Christ, reconciling the world unto God. Um, ambassadors take the express direct role of the nation um, who they serve. Um, if an ambassador for Russia comes to the United States and speaks to the president of the United States, well, the Russian ambassador speaks directly on behalf of the president of Russia. And the words carry the same amount of weight and the same amount of authority. And so the ambassador signifies, literally signifies, he is the embodiment of the country and the nation of the country of Russia. Um, and so when we are proclaiming ourselves to be Christians, we need to realize that the, one of the reasons our words are so important and the words that we speak in the lifestyle we live is because we are the embodiment, the um, express image of Jesus into this earth, the express image of the kingdom of God and the words of God. Anyway, our call in number is 619-638-8458. Um, we're going to take a break, and we will be right back.
Welcome back to Prayer International Radio. Our call-in number is 619-638-8458. Um, we're here to take your prayer request. Um, so um, let me see if in the next few minutes I can summarize everything um, so far. Um, you know, the Bible says that the just shall live by faith. And the the saying the just shall live by faith incorporates every aspect of your life. It incorporates your relationship with God, your relationship with others, your outlook, your perspective on everything, the things that you think, the things that you feel. Your whole life um, goes through a transformation process. <clears throat> the Bible says that He has forever perfected those who are being sanctified. Um, being sanctified, the part I wanted to bring up, you know, it's a continual process of being transformed and um, changed into the image of the Lord Jesus Christ um, from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of God. Um, and so when living by faith, it means that you're not living life based on what you think or necessarily what you feel, but you're living life based on what you believe, which um, is the Word of God. So when it comes to certain areas like um, healing or, um, you know, pretty much whatever, um, we talked about the laws of nature and the laws of this world and how the Word of God supersedes us. Um, and I say all that to say, it really doesn't matter what you think or feel about the Word of God. What matters is what he thinks and what he feels about it. Um, someone once told me it doesn't really matter what you think about the blood of Jesus or how high you hold and esteem the blood of Jesus. All that matters is what he thinks about it. It doesn't necessarily matter how what you think about the Word of God. All that matters is what he thinks about it because it's his opinions that matter. And um, it doesn't matter what you think about yourself for the most part because your opinion is usually wrong because the the only if you're if it's just your opinion that comes from human reason and human knowledge it's going to be wrong because it's not going to have the fullness of insight that comes from his opinion and his perspective on what happened we at times see ourselves as sinners or as unworthy to come into the presence of the living god but it's a lie because the Bible says something completely different. It says we're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It says to come boldly to the throne of grace in which we are accepted in a time of need. Um, it says in First John, if anyone sins, he is an advocate with Jesus Christ the righteous. And so your feelings, um, while being real feelings, don't hold much sway over reality because the reality is not physically how you feel or what you see or what you can touch with your hands. Reality is what the Word of God declares. It says that we believe that the worlds were created by things which aren't seen. Um, God spoke, and out of nothing, He has created everything, um, which He's still doing today. He's still creating things. He's um, a creator. It's part of His very nature is to bring forth life in everything.
everything he touches, everything he does. He says, I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Um, it's never his nature, in his nature to destroy anything. It's always his nature to bring life and to bless. And um, so even now, even in today's times, regardless what anybody in the world may say, God still does miracles. He still performs his work because he's the same God that he was 2,000 years ago when Jesus was walking the earth, healing the dead and raising, I mean, raising the dead and healing the sick and casting out demons and healing lepers and everything else. Well, Jesus didn't change um, except that he was magnified and glorified and his, he was exalted and he sat down at the right hand of the Father and he became our chief intercessor, making continual intercession prayer for us um, believers. Um, but outside of that, he hasn't really changed much. He just got a little bit better. And um, so his word hasn't changed either. His word stays the same. And the same it was back then is the same it'll be today is the same it is tomorrow. If God says that, um, if, if it says that in Isaiah, by his stripes we are healed, well, that means it was just as sure in, in um, the time of Jesus as it is today. And to not believe that is to go completely against the word of God, which declares that it's true. Um, and, you know, to not take up his opinion on something, the problem is, is that we at times, we get so caught up in our own opinions and our own feelings that they become fact in our life. And the things that you hold to be true are the things that become fact. And the things that you hold to be true are what you meditate on. Those are the things that you put on your heart. Those are the things that you live by. Those are the things that you speak. And they and it sort of creates your own reality around whatever, whatever it is you believe. Well, the Bible says that those who come to God must first believe that he is. And it says, I don't know how people keep missing the and, because usually everybody just stops there and says those who, who come to God must believe that he is. But it's that he is, and he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So you can't actually believe that he is and not believe that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Because it's the same God. It's the same word of God. It's actually the exact same sentence. Um, and so to not believe that that's who he is. It's going completely against his word. And the problem is, is when we know what the word of God says, or we don't know what the word of God has said out of ignorance and because we haven't studied to show ourselves approved on the word of God, um, then what happens is we start blocking him out of our lives little by little. Um, and it's never intentional. Um, I don't think anybody, well, I mean, there's some people, but for the most part, Christian, not Christians, but... Um, when you start, when you know the Word of God, and you choose to believe your own opinions instead, or you hold higher sway and higher weight to your own opinions, then what happens is you start creating these walls and these barriers that block God out, that you're actually pushing Him away. You're actually preventing Him from taking possession of that which already belongs to Him, which is us. Um, the Bible says we were bought with the precious price of the blood of Jesus. Um, and our life isn't our own anymore. And so when you, whether deliberately or indeliberately, choose to not believe his word and stand upon his word and not to live your life by his word and what his word says, then what happens is those areas of your life 
that you withhold from him are areas that you're actually in some way stealing from him because those areas all belong to him. And then, and the result of that is sooner or later, um, everything gets so condensed and you get so drawn inside of yourself that you become a black hole that even the light that's in there can't escape. And then the light that's inside of you from from the Holy Spirit, from the gospel of the Lord Jesus, can never escape because it can never get out. So we have to guard constantly. Um, you know, Chris talks all the time about the about our confession and speaking the word of God over our lives. But it's true to the extent of your the very outcome of your life is based on your willingness to believe the Word of God, to trust the Word of God, and to stand upon the Word of God in every situation in your life. So this is Prayer International Radio, our call-in number, 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for something, give us a call.
been knocking at my door a lot lately. So I'm just using this as an anthem because it's the scripture. It talks about the one day. Better is the one day, one day in your house. And that tense of the wicked thing is the scripture right there. We'd rather be a doorkeeper. Think of your, think of, think of what it's like, really, when you're dwelling right in the grip of the wicked one. That grossness that grips our soul and robs us of life. And this is an anthem, an anthem of freedom. I'd rather be a doorkeeper than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. I'd rather be a doorkeeper than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. I'd rather be a doorkeeper than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. I'd rather be a doorkeeper than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. Praise God, we're back. This is Prayer International Radio. Sorry, we had some technical difficulties with the switchboard and the internet signal earlier, so do apologize for that. Anyways, uh, Sean Holmberg was up sharing his heart, sharing the Word of God the first half of the broadcast, and uh, we are picking up the second half out of Dallas, Texas. My name is Chris Herzog. I'll be your host until about 12 o'clock. And... uh, just want to go into a word of prayer and just go before the Lord and just give him praise, give him glory, give him honor. You know that song we were playing, Better is one day in your house. I'd rather be a doorkeeper than the dwelling tents of the wicked. And I know I, I talked about this a little bit last night, but you know it's so right on. God is looking for the ha- the heart. God is looking for the heart that's in his children that would say, God, I'd rather be an usher. I'd rather be a greeter. I'd rather be a servant in your house than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. You know, it's kind of like the prodigal son when he was eating the husks, eating the food that the pigs were eating. And he sort of came to himself and he thought, you know, I've been in the tents of the wicked, squandering the substance, squandering the blessing, squandering my inheritance. But here, I'm eating the same food that the pigs are eating. Even the servants that were in my father's house had it better than I did. You know, it's that same kind of heart. Here, King David was as a king. And he thought to himself, you know, I'd rather be an usher, a greeter, a doorman in the house of my God than to be in the tents of the wicked. So no matter where you're at in life, if you've experienced God, if you've tasted and if you've seen that the Lord is good, it changes your desire. It changes your thought. It changes 
your capacity and what what satisfies you. You know, what you think satisfies you in the world. Once you taste the things of God, you realize it's nothing to be compared to. When you experience God's presence in a real refreshing way where the glory of God and the joy of the Lord is stirring in your soul and the strength and the life of God is filling you, and all of a sudden all your anxieties are lifted and and the peace of God stirs your soul, you realize there's there's no pharmaceutical There's no counseling session. There's nothing out there. There's no manufactured buzz. There's nothing out there that compares to that. When you experience the voice of God and you hear God for the first time and it builds a confidence and a trust and a faith and a belief and a stirring inside of you when it's confirmed and you know that you know that you know something happens inside of you that nothing else on the face of the earth can do the change and the the transformation the the life and the, the I can't even put it in words really but the way that it affects you And so tonight, we're just going to give God praise, give Him glory. This is Prayer International Radio. If you want to call in, the call in number is 619-638-8458. I'm having some trouble with my internet signal tonight, so I may be on and off the switchboard and on and off and in and out of the chat room. But if you want to get in the chat room, check it out. People are in there. Switchboard, people are listening calling in, listening to the show. You can check it out on Blog Talk Radio, going on to the Prayer International site, or check out the website, www.prayerinternational.org, and there'll be a link there. Well, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just give you praise, we give you glory, we give you honor, and we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness and for everything you've done in our lives and everything that you are, Lord. We say nothing compares to you. All glory, all honor, all power is yours. Father, we ask that your Holy Spirit come. Fill us. Touch every man, every woman, every person listening tonight with your glory, with your strength, with your motivation. Father, bring hope to the hopeless. Those that are destitute in their soul, those that fill a void or a vacuum, Lord, bring the filling. Father, those that are downcast in their soul, 
those that need to become lighthearted. Father, lift them up. Your yoke is easy. Your burden is light, Father. Break off the heaviness and replace it, Father, with your garment of praise. Begin to put a song, a new song in their hearts, Father, for this new season of their lives, Father. And I just declare tonight in the name of Jesus that you're bringing your children into a new season. That, Father, you would begin, Lord God, to draw your people to your heart, that they would begin to have ears to hear what you're saying, how you're leading, what you're doing. Make your people sensitive to your voice, Father. Lord, we just thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your glory. Thank you for your glory, Father. Lord, your presence brings a fullness of joy. Your presence brings pleasures, Lord. There's nothing like it. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, just to know that you're here with us, to know that you're for us. Father, if you be for us, Lord, no one can be against us. No one can stand against us. The weapon formed or fashion against us will prosper. Thank you, Lord.
right, praise God. This is Prayer International Radio. Sorry about that. We're having some difficulties tonight with the switchboard and our internet signal. So we'll see if we can get some of that straightened out. Well, praise the Lord. Looks like we've got a few people called in and uh, had a couple of people in the chat room for a little while. Seems to drop off. But um, if you're listening, we just want to thank you for listening and uh, for being a support, praying for us, just uh, supporting us through this, uh, just the starting of our ministry, I guess, you know, with Prayer International. We've only been doing this probably for about four months uh, with the radio and uh, seem to have a pretty good response and just want to thank everybody for your contributions as well. So praise God. Well, look, I want to get into Psalm. Uh, let's go ahead and read Psalm 63, and then we will go into a time of worship. It starts out, it says, Oh God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee, my soul thirsts for thee, my flesh longs for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. To see thy power and thy glory, so as I've seen thee in the sanctuary. Verse 3, because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hand in your name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. When I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches, because you have been my help, therefore in the shadow of your wings I will rejoice. My soul falls hard after thee, your right hand upholds me. But those that seek my soul to destroy it shall go down into the lower parts of the earth. They shall fall by the sword. They shall be a portion for foxes. But the king shall rejoice in God. And everyone that swears by him shall glory. The mouth of them that speak lies shall be stopped. All right, so let's back up for a minute. Psalm 63. So the psalmist says, Oh God, you are my God. He's talking to the Lord here. Early will I seek thee. See, he understood what it meant to start his day out with the Lord. To make God the priority of his morning, to make God the priority of his early part of the day. So he says, Early will I seek thee, my soul thirsts for thee. And my flesh longs for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. There was a hunger and a thirst inside of David. There was a passion, a desire inside of this man of God where he was constantly yearning, seeking out the presence, seeking out the voice of God, seeking out the approval of God constantly throughout the psalm. You could see his connection, his communication to God where he's constantly crying out, God, I want to see you. I want to feel your presence. I want to know you. I want to hear your voice. Constantly you hear the cry in his heart. But once again, here we are in Psalm 63. And he's telling God he thirsts. Like being in a dry and thirsty land where there's no water. That the desire inside of him. Without God, he feels parched, feels empty, lifeless. Verse 2, he goes on, he says, I want to see your power and your glory. So as I have seen you in the sanctuary, 
He says, Lord, just like I see your power and your glory in the sanctuary, just like I've seen your glory fill the temple, I want to know you like that. I want to see you like that. It begins to cry out for God because, see, once you've tasted and seen that the Lord is good, it does something to you. You're, you're in a sense, ruined for everything else because there's nothing that compares to it. Because your loving kindness, verse 3, is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live, and I will lift up my hands in your name. David says, look, God, your loving kindness is better than life. And because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips are going to praise you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to lift up my hands in your name. In verse 5, he says, my soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, with abundance. My mouth shall praise you with joyfulness. See, there was a joy in his heart that only God brought. A joy in his soul where he was satisfied because of what the Lord could do on the inside, how the Lord could touch him. When the presence of God comes into your life, it'll do something inside of you that nothing else can do. And here the psalmist was conveying his feelings towards that. He says, with my mouth I'll praise thee with joyful lips because of your loving kindness is better than life. Verse 6, he says, when I remember you, when I remember you upon my bed and I meditate on you in the night, See, here David says, early in the morning I seek you. Throughout the day I'm longing for your power. And even at nighttime I'm sitting around, I'm thinking, and I'm remembering you while I'm on my bed. I'm meditating on you in the night. He says, verse 7, because you have been my help. Therefore, in the shadow of your wings will I rejoice. David understood what it meant to find his help, to find his trust in God, to, to hide himself in God. Constantly run to the Lord and find his identity in Christ. Find his identity in God, his Father. And to hide himself in the shadow of his wings, he says, therefore I will rejoice. That's what makes me shout and sing. That's what makes me happy. Knowing that I'm in your everlasting arms. Verse 8. My soul follows hard after you and your right hand upholds me. But those that seek my life to destroy it shall go down to the lower parts of the earth. He says, my soul follows hard after you. And that word follow hard, if you look at it in Hebrew, it's the word debak, which means to cling to, to stick to like glue. He is basically saying, God, I'm so fastened to you. I'm so adhered to you. Uh, we're inseparable. So you have to come to a place in your life where you and God become inseparable, where nothing can pull you apart. From the Lord No man shall separate you From the love of God Which is in Christ Jesus He says They shall fall by the sword There shall be a portion for foxes But the king shall rejoice The king shall rejoice in God And everyone that swears by him Shall glory But the mouth of them That speak eyes Shall be stopped saying, look, the king will rejoice in God. And see, if you're in God, you can rejoice. Even in your trials, even in your tribulations, even in the stuff that you're going through. Listen, believe me, even if you're going through 
the Lord to, to walk you through it. You want the Lord to walk through those things with you. Let's see. Let's go ahead and read 64. Why not? Psalm 64. Hear my voice, O God. In my prayer, preserve my life from the fear of the enemy. See, God will preserve your life. God will preserve your life from fear. He'll take away anxieties and fears. And he'll hear your voice if you begin to pray. He says in verse 2 of 64, he says, Hide me from the secret counsel of the wicked, from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity, who let their tongue like a sword and bend their bow to shoot their arrows, even bitter words, that they may shoot in secret at the perfect. Suddenly do they shoot at them and fear not. They encourage themselves in an evil manner. They commune of laying snares privily, and they say, Who shall see them? They search out iniquities. They accomplish a diligent search. But the inward thought of every one of them in the heart is deep. But God shall shoot at them with the arrow. Suddenly shall they be wounded. So they shall make their own tongue to fall upon themselves. And that shall them shall flee away. All that see them shall flee away. And all men shall fear. And shall declare the work of the Lord. All men shall fear and declare the work of God. For they shall wisely consider his doing. The righteous shall be glad in the Lord and shall trust in him. And all the upright in the heart shall glory. Listen to this. He's saying, look, God, hear my voice. Hide me from the secret counsel of the wicked. See, you need to realize whether it's the enemy and his demons, whether it's people that don't like you, whether it's people that are offended at the gospel. You've got an enemy out there. You've got maybe more than one. And see, here David knew, Lord, preserve my life from the enemy. Hide me in the secret counsel. Hide me in your secret place, Lord, which keeps me from the secret counsel of the wicked. And even those that may speak words against you and, and do things against you, the Bible says no weapon formed or fashioned against you will prosper. And every tongue that rises against you shall be condemned. So Isaiah. And here David said, look, here these people are speaking with their tongues. It's like a sword. And they've been above like arrows. They're bitter words. They're like arrows. They're shooting at me. These people lay snares and traps for me. Because they think that no one's going to see them and what they're doing. But David said, but God will shoot at them. Suddenly he'll he'll wound them. And he'll make their own tongue fall upon themselves. And all that see them shall flee away. In other words, people will be repelled by those people. And all men shall fear and shall declare the work of God. They shall wisely consider his doing. See, when God begins to turn and flip the script, when God begins to turn things around, you're going to know it's the Lord. You're going to know what the Lord has done. The righteous shall be glad in the Lord and shall trust him and all the upright in the heart shall glory. See, walk upright in heart. Rock, walk right before the Lord and be glad in the Lord. Put your trust in him and, and he'll make sure the glory of God rests on your life. 
Praise God. It's good.
Alright, praise God, we're back Just taking some time to worship the Lord You know, if you know us, we love to teach the word We love to talk to people and pray Love to lift up the nations, but you know more than any of it We really love to worship God And just make time for his presence You know, we believe that the Lord is not building the house And those that labor are laboring in vain If we don't have his blessing, if we don't have his glory we don't have his Holy Spirit go before us and put his anointing on them, then we labor in vain. And I think Sean would agree with me in that. I know my wife agrees with me in that. And we don't want to do anything in vain. But we want to make sure that whatever we do is pleasing under the Lord. Whatever we do in word, whatever we do in deed, whatever we do, the words of our Mouth and the meditations of our heart being pleasing and acceptable in His sight. And God is faithful. God is a good God. If you allow His Word to get on the inside of you, see, if you want to please the Lord, you've got to have faith because without faith it's impossible to please Him. And he that comes to God must believe that He is. And that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. But listen, if you seek first his kingdom, that's when all these things are going to be added to you. And if you'll allow the Holy Spirit to, to get on the inside of you, he'll stir a passion and a desire inside of you. If you'll allow this word to get on the inside of you. He says, if, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. And see, we say we abide in him, but what he wants to know is, is his word abiding in us. Is he in us? Greater is he that's in you than he that's within the world. See, if you hide his word in your heart, you're not going to sin against him. If you keep his commandments and you do your best to follow the, the inner voice of the Holy Spirit and keep his word, listen. He gave us the Holy Spirit to help us keep it. He said the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. You've got to have the Holy Spirit to keep you. He's in you. To will and to do of his good pleasure. He's in you to will and to do of his good pleasure. And realize that no one can come to God unless the Holy Spirit draw him. No one can live a holy life unless the, the Lord, the God of righteousness, the blood of Jesus that's speaking for you declares you righteous. And then the Holy Spirit helps you to keep the ways of God. The only way you can do this. See, unless the Lord build a house, those that labor, labor in vain. So allow the Holy Spirit to awaken your heart. Allow the Holy Spirit to wake you up.
and all who are thirsty and all who are weak come to the fountain and give your heart
Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.